Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk. Joining me today is Andy Whitmay, co-owner and new business director at Umega Lettings. Morning. Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. You good? Good. Now, yourself and Neil McInnes, you set up Umega 12 years ago. And uh, were you childhood friends, is that right? Yeah, that's right. I think our bromance started in 1991, I think it was, when Neil moved in across the road from me in Christorfin. And uh, yeah, it was years of... Wayne's World, Walkie Talkies, <laughs> Michael Jackson, um, playing basketball together in the uh-huh. street, and uh, and it's continued ever since. You've never got sick of each other. No, well, you better ask Neil that. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a difference of opinion. Yeah, and then we went our separate ways for a few years. Neil went off and did his thing. I went off and did mine, and then we came back together. Right. In two thousand and seven, I think it was. Okay, and that's when you said you made it up. That's right. Yeah. Right. Okay, and um, so what reasons did you have for setting you made it up? Um, well, I was a surveyor, mm-hmm. a property surveyor on the commercial right. side, um, and I knew that I wanted to do something meaningful, meaningful uh-huh. and not necessarily just have a job. Um, and at the same time, um, I just found that the corporate world was really inefficient. Yes. I thought there was definitely a better way to do things. Um, and also, myself and Neil had had pretty bad experiences as tenants at university. Ah, and we thought there's definitely um, a better way of looking after tenants and landlords. Okay, so well, the perception I have around the Yamega brand is one of positivity. So tell us more about the brand, and you know, as the company gets larger, how do you maintain the positivity? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, there's definitely. I think positivity oozes from the company and from the people in there. Yeah. It's actually, positivity is actually one of our values. So one of our values is upbeat and our our interpretation of that is positivity. So we talk about it on a daily basis. I think we've got a really special culture at Umega and I I don't think you can put put your finger on one thing that makes makes it what it is. I've heard people talk about flow in a business and I really feel that we've got a certain flow within the business. I don't think that comes from one thing. I think it comes from a lot of things, but mainly the people we have. Uh Um, And I think it's, I think we've we spent a lot of time thinking about what this means for us and what it's all about and, and actually directing everyone towards the same purpose and having a shared goal um, and really thinking about what's important to us and what we want to achieve. I think that's that's where the positivity comes from because we all have a shared vision of where we want this to go for us as a business and as a group of people. Yeah, because as a business, I mean, you have quite unique values. You mentioned upbeat and there's offbeat, upfront, progress. So tell us more about them. Yeah, so we... A few years ago, we spent a lot of time looking at our values. So we did some work with investors and people and they said that as you grow, it's important Like we knew instinctively what made us tick. But as we were growing, it was important to tell the rest of the team and make sure they they were on the same wavelength. So mm-hmm. um, myself and a couple of colleagues spent a lot of time thinking about what we thought made us different. And yeah, in terms mm-hmm. of upbeat positivity, we certainly thought that was something different that we gave our clients. Uh, Neil and I used to enjoy speaking to clients and we really felt that that they got, they left the phone call a bit feeling a bit better about themselves. Great, yes. Um, the other ones, offbeat. Yeah, we we really encourage our team to be themselves. There's no doubt that landlords and tenants want to deal with someone they get mm-hmm. to know, and uh, it's really nice to see when our our landlords and tenants really get a bond with our property managers. Um, so that's we really encourage our people to be themselves and not be scared to be themselves. Um, in terms of upfront, 
we really, we ask, well, we, I think we attract people who are open. Um, so I think we're open with each other, but also people who are open enough to admit a mistake. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of work that can be done to improve the sector and, and our business. So we're constantly learning and trying to refine what we do. So openness to us means the openness, the willingness to be brave and try things and, and not be scared to, to uh -huh. make a mistake and learn from it. And then that leads on to progress. And um, we're constantly trying new things and trying to push the boundaries of what we do and what our sector does. So yes. that's, our, that's our four values. I mean, it certainly comes across. And, oh, good. And obviously we know that the company, you've won lots of awards. In fact, it's probably easier just to ask, what awards haven't you won this year? Yeah, yeah, we got one from you, didn't we? Yes, that was you a nice did, night. you did. A bit of a blur. Um, so that was the Home Awards, yes, and I presented it. So that's yeah. well done, well oh, thank done. thank you. You know, that's, I don't, yeah, I'm so proud of these awards and I'm uh -huh. so proud of the team. And I think... Um, you also won you won the Herald the Herald Awards, yeah. Award, so it was Residential Letting Team of the Year for both awards. Yeah, yeah, mm. that was fantastic. So it's been a good one, and I think part of our mission is to smash the stereotypes in our industry. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to benchmark yourself against that. Like, how are you performing against this mission? And I think we saw the awards as an important benchmark for ourselves against that mission. Um, and I think we probably overlooked the effect it would have internally. Right, it's been incredible to see. The, the way it's, it's, the effect it's had on the team. So um, in, a, in a boost of oh, yeah, like uh -huh, confidence morale wise. and confidence. I think on the night, the feeling uh -huh. of euphoria, I never expected it to happen that way. But I, I, I just, it was a real outpouring from, from all of us, from uh -huh. the 10 of us at the table. And you then, could see it. I mean, yeah. on stage, it was fantastic <laughs> it. to watch, to yeah. see. Uh -huh. I think Des Clark referred to it as an orgy on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> did, that's yeah. right, did. And you were involved. <laughs> yes, it was. That was the end of the but yeah, I think since the awards, like that uh -huh. people do just hold their head that wee bit higher. Yes. And I think it's got given us the confidence to me to be more upfront, yes. to be more offbeat, to be ourselves a bit more, um, uh -huh. and to to try new things, to progress more. So yeah, it's it's amazing. It's been really, really, really cool. And I think the plan is for 2019 is to smash how we did in 2018. So we want the 2019 version of Umega to beat 2018 in these awards, hands down. Great. That's the plan. Fantastic. Now, you like to reward your staff on a monthly basis um, by throwing a dart in the employee's yeah. face. <laughs> What's yeah, that about? Yeah, aren't they lucky? <laughs> um, yeah, I think what we've learned over the years is we are a people business that just happens to look after people's properties. Right. So the people, our people are central to everything we do. Um, and we've got the things like private health care, um, loads of team nights out, away days in the summer. Rolls on a Friday, fruit in the office, all sorts wow, of stuff. Yeah. But I think recognition is super important. Mm -hmm. And I felt a few years ago it was something that was lacking. There was people in our in our business that were doing some really cool stuff for each other, but it was just kind of not not um, acknowledged. Yeah. Um, my wife says that I need a lot of recognition. I think it's because <laughs> I was a middle child. Um, <laughs> constantly <laughs> want reassurance to know that uh, well done for washing the dishes and so on. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Umega recognition is a mm -hmm. huge thing. And I think we, this, this initiative, we have this board on the, on the wall called the You Matter board. And anytime yes. anyone in the office does something nice for you, um, they, you would thank them with a wee note and saying mm -hmm. what, what they did and why you thought it was a, a nice thing to do. Then you put it in the quadrant of the board that represents one of our four values. So it constantly gets people thinking of our values and um, reminding them of them. Um, and it's a public way of, of saying thank you. And oh, so everyone absolutely. can see. And I find that the more we do it, the more people are comfortable saying well done to each other. And um, yeah, it's even you even see things popping up in terms of the openness and uh, value and people 
being brave enough to admit when they mm -hmm. make a mistake. You see people saying, well done for admitting you messed up, oh, which is really cool. Yes, so that's it's really fair, nice that's to see people, people are getting it, uh -huh. which is cool. Yeah. And with appreciation and acknowledgement, it will drive, obviously, themselves further forward. Yeah. So that's And it's all great. part of getting closer to this mission that we've got. So, yeah, it all, it's all kind of lined up in the last couple of years, um, which has been really nice to see. Great. And just to further explain that you don't actually throw darts in your employees' faces, but you throw it at the photos on the monthly board and whoever's face it lands on receives vouchers. Now, you also seem to be the fittest letting agent in Scotland because <laughs> we are often seeing photos of your mega completing marathons, climbing hills. So is this company policy? <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I think, <laughs> uh, I suppose you, like Neil and I, have always enjoyed that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And you will attract, while, while you, you want diversity, you mm -hmm. will attract like-minded people. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, things like marathons, Munros and so on are, are just what we enjoy and, and, they're, and a lot of our team enjoy. So... Yeah, why not do it together? There's, there, it's almost got a life of its own now, which uh -huh. I really like. like. As I get older and have a family, I'm, yeah. and Neil, is, Neil lives out in the country, we're less accessible and able to make um, make evenings and so on. Yeah. But even this week, there was a uh, 15 people went off to the corn exchange to play football, and oh, great. that happened without Neil and I um, even being involved. And Gosh. so there's real. It goes back to the flow of the business. I think there's real people feel that they can start a running club on a Monday night, which happens as oh, well. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I've not yet been. Neil goes regularly, uh -huh. um, but it doesn't fit in with my dad duties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's just, great. it's great to see it's all these things. It's a good bond between everyone. Yeah, and we're not just one dimensional. Like we do the the let the, the non-fitness stuff so there's always cakes getting baked and, oh great um, it's not so I think need, in fact yeah we probably need the fitness should have brought some cakes yeah it's an equilibrium sample thing sample them next time yeah 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 oh. if you invite me back oh we'll invite um, you back we'll invite you back so even even just now we're um we're organizing a party we, we're probably going to hit a thousand properties and under management in december great. january so well done there's that party to come so we do loads That's of that sort impressive. of stuff uh -huh. yeah Good. Well, moving on to, you know, obviously there's been a lot of changes um, we've seen recently with legislation and regulation, obviously the new PRT, which replaced short assured tenancies. In your opinion, um, what benefits has it brought to both landlords and tenants? Well, for, for tenants, hopefully the PRT gives them a bit of peace of mind mm -hmm. um, and flexibility. So, I suppose if a, a landlord is not looking after them or doing repairs or maybe tries to push the rent up unnecessarily, they have the flexibility to leave at fairly short notice, mm -hmm. which seemed right. Um, also, a landlord can't just ask a tenant to leave just because they want to. Mm -hmm. um, so they must satisfy a specific ground to do so and it must be a legitimate and reasonable reason. Um, it has to be one of 18 grounds, yeah, doesn't that's right. it? Yeah. So it has to be something straightforward, like if they're going to sell the property or mm -hmm. they're going to carry out an extensive refurbishment and that sort of thing. So And they have to prove it now, don't they? They can't just say, you know, I'm selling the property. They have to actually that's show right. evidence, don't they? Yeah. So, so that's all we tightened yes. up, which is great. Um, but interestingly, I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago on Built to Rent. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. yeah, one the Built to Rent Forum. Yes, yeah, it was fact, there, but I didn't see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh -huh, I was, was there. hiding in the corner. Yeah, I think I was sitting way at the back. I was slightly okay. late. Well, Thomas was up there, wasn't he? That's right. Um, so, but they, one of the common themes was that actually a lot of tenants feel less security of tenure with the new PRT. I know, I found that interesting. Because yeah, um, I thought from... The open-ended lease, restrictions to rent levels, the 18 grounds you know, for possession, I thought it would, they would feel a lot more secure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I suppose now that effectively a landlord could ask them to leave after 20 uh -huh. days in the first six months, 
which which is unlikely, yeah. but they feel that they don't have the self security of having a twelve month lease anymore. And I think there's an educational piece there. I think people yes. will. Un- it needs a few years to roll by for them uh-huh. to really understand the mechanisms of it. Of That's it. right. I think if they realise actually it's not that easy for a landlord to ask them yeah. to leave at all, regardless of whether it's in the first six months or thereafter. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. And ultimately, most landlords, it's a long-term investment for them. So That's it. They, if they get a good tenant in, they want to hang on to them for as long exactly. as they can. So, yeah. Now, as of the 1st of October, letting agents had to be registered to operate legally in Scotland as well as adhere to the Code of Practice. How have these new requirements affected your operations? Do you know, not a great deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were already Arla accredited, Arla Property Market accredited, um, Mm -hmm. and most of our team already had the qualification and we were already reconciling our bank account every week. So our client account. So it was kind of... yeah, it passed us by pretty straightforwardly. Yeah. I can probably say that because I wasn't too involved in, right. in getting us across the line. But it was, was already few, yeah, uh-huh. it was a few years ago um, when we first took the choice to to go Arla voluntarily. So yeah, yeah. I, you were I think already operating. We were there, like, yeah. Yes. So I think a lot of some agents have 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 found it a lot of work this in the last twelve months. But for us, it was a fairly straightforward um, progression from where we were, Good. which is nice. With regards to Edinburgh rents, um, CityLet's recent quarter three report showed positive annual growth for 32 consecutive quarters, eight years. That's mad, isn't it? So, I know. So, and, and your average monthly rents for the city are now at 1,107. So, what's your take on the Edinburgh rental market? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough for tenants, a really stressful. Finding a flat for a tenant is really stressful. I think um, rents are climbing and climbing. And the market just can't keep up with the demand, um, so it must be really difficult for them. And I, we've I've seen tenants, you know, that they, um, they their property goes in the market, and then there's a scramble to get to it, and then there's a race back to the agent's office to pay the deposit, and they're oh, running across roads oh, really? to give their holding deposit. And and we try our best to alleviate that stress for them. Yeah. So we, our tenants can book viewings online in the evening. So I think forty odd percent of our viewings are booked online. Right, okay. quarter, which is cool. So tenants can look in the evening, they can book a slot that suits them. Um, and then also we don't do the sort of first past the post. We we let tenants submit an application and we encourage them to, to put a covering letter with it and sell themselves to the landlord. And then we, then we submit these things to the landlord and they can choose um, with, our, with our help. But I think we try and make, it is a tough time for tenants yes. and I feel I feel bad for them. Um, and I'm sure, I hope that build to rent will take off in Scotland and, I, and the signs are there. So build to rent is where the big blocks of flats will get built by institutions in the city. And so you, you'll have an extra 300 properties arriving in the city um, for tenants to take. And hopefully that will help um, tenants because it'll be demand, a much needed yeah. supply. And also it'll raise standards. Like the stand, they talk about high standards in build to rent of management and of of the product itself so that's right because it's on-site management isn't it yeah and very high spec apartments i think so that's and, and it's common in london and places like birmingham manchester and edinburgh's a wee bit behind but mm-hmm. it apparently it's coming so hopefully that will make life easier for tenants they'll they'll know what they're getting themselves into they'll they'll, they'll trust the product and it also it will drag up the quality throughout the stand the sector because yes. landlords who don't improve their properties and actually don't look after tenants will be left behind. That's it, that's yeah. it. And saying about built to rent, because there's a lot of development, current development just now, isn't there, up at Fountain Bridge? Yeah. Huge amount so of apartments. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so then we'll there's see. a lot of stuff down in, in Leith that yes. they're helping with. And and a lot of, I think for families as well out of town, mm-hmm. there's areas of Edinburgh that have never previously been developed that, that will be developed and hopefully as in the, the built to rent model. 
That would be great, yeah. wouldn't it? Well, also in our quarter three report, four bed properties showed the strongest growth from the 10-year perspective at 53%, which could suggest there's a higher percentage of families within the PRS. Have you seen, have you kind of experienced this? I think we, we are, we've taken on more family homes this last year, but mm -hmm. I don't know whether that's just uh, because of our growth and right. our reputation. I, I think the, the main driver of the four bedroom market is the student market. Oh, right. okay. Student rents are crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they're going through the roof and the Edinburgh Uni continue to invest heavily yes. in, in the university and it keeps encouraging people to study here and then they tend to, people that come to Edinburgh Uni yes. will often stay in Edinburgh mm -hmm. um, because it's such a great place to be. So yes, we've had more family homes coming on. I don't, I don't think we've got the data to support that there are more families right. renting. Um, although I do hear that, um, uh -huh. especially at that conference, they were talking yes, openly about it. They were. But I think the main driver behind the rent increases is the student market just being being nuts. That's interesting you say about the student market because um, what do you think will be the effects of the, the new PRT on the student market? I think we'll still have to wait and see. This, this September is when the our first batch of PRTs yeah. were signed for the students. So it's it's going to unravel next summer. Um, and we'll just have to see if these tenants look to serve their 20 days notice mm -hmm. to leave, you know, at, at the end of May, mm -hmm. beginning of June, or whether they, they want to stay on. I think ultimately, if if people are in a nice property, they, they want to stay on. Absolutely. You know, if, if you get second year students, ultimately they do want to stay on. It's definitely upset people who like to rent properties out in the summer months because they can no longer free up their property. I was just about to ask that actually. How do you think it will affect the festival market? Yeah, so there's definitely mm -hmm. some landlords who have now turned their back on that because they're, they don't have the certainty of having an empty property mm -hmm. next August. And I think some people will still do it on a more opportunistic basis. Um, but yeah, of course, we can no longer ask tenants in September... Yes. In now we cannot ask tenants what their plans are next summer. We mm -hmm. can't coerce them. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. I think it's, we we will we'll speak to other agents in yes. the city and see how they're handling it over the next year. Um, what we might find is that instead of students signing leases in September each year, they'll simply just have to sign them in June each right. year to get uh -huh. the best properties. Right. Um, and some people may still disappear for the summer to go to Camp America and so on. Um, but some will stay in Edinburgh for the duration of summer because they're paying the rent. So I think for the best properties, these properties you still let out well right. 12 years 12 months of the year yes. um there is a concern as well that if you know if tenants fall out at new year they'll serve their notice to quit <sighs> and then in january you'll have an empty four bed in march yes. but you may find that there'll be a bit of us an under market develop that's never you've never seen before um so there might be a bit of turnover or churn within the, the student market at, throughout the year that doesn't currently exist but ultimately, if people have nice properties, they don't want to give them mm -hmm. up lightly, so they do want to stay on a long-term basis. It's interesting yeah. times, though, isn't yeah, it? Yes. And I think it is just chatting to other agents in the city and see how they're, the stories that they've got and how they're dealing with it and just keeping close communications uh -huh. with each other. Now, ending on some lighter conversation, have you got any unusual stories from, I don't know, any properties you visited? Um, it's always interesting when you're, you do a pitch and a couple have an, a full-blown argument in front of you. That, that <laughs> happens more than you think. Um, or you've got a kid, a, a young child or toddler in the in the room and they're crawling all over you trying to draw on your trousers and, <laughs> or, or eat your landlord pack. That, that happens a lot. So pitching in front of a family, a couple or, mm -hmm. a, or a kid can be problematic. Um, I spoke to my colleague Mo recently and he went to a viewing recently and the family who owned the house were still living there. And when he got there, the couple 
headed out to leave him in peace to the uh-huh. viewing and he, he went around the house to check all the rooms oh and no. he, he went to one of the rooms and opened a cupboard and he got a fright of his life and two half-dressed teenage girls jumped out at him. No! <laughs> Were they hidden the children? <laughs> what had happened is I think they'd slept in that morning but were too scared to tell their parents <laughs> so I'd hid him in the cupboard and Will got the fright of his life when they jumped out at him. Um, and it's funny actually because a couple of months later Neil was at a pitch for a mm-hmm. new property and the, the new landlord was telling Neil a story about this funny funny story about mm-hmm. um, their friend's house and how their friend's teenage daughters had jumped out at this Same. lighting agent and it was no us. No way! Yeah, so it's a small world. It's very small yeah, world, got, particularly Edinburgh, very, very is. small. Well, thank you very much, Andy, for coming in. It's been a pleasure to chat to you and okay. um, hope enjoyable. we'll see you back. Hope you'll come back for another... Another interview sometime soon? Uh, we'll bring the cakes. Bring the cakes, definitely. Bring the cakes, <laughs> definitely. In fact, we should come to you for the podcast yeah, because you will have your new office. I believe you are moving into a large new office in Quatermile because you're already in Quatermile, but you're about to move into much larger premises. Is that right? That's right. So we've um, we've got an office in Marchmont and a small one in Quatermile. Yes. Um, but we realised that to get everyone under one roof again is would be great in terms of the culture uh-huh. and um, we want to make this amazing place to work so we've got this new office um, in Quartemal. Um I'm not sure it's not it's not sure if it's top secret at the moment but it, okay. it's out there now um, we've got a new office in Quartemal, and it's it, we can make it a really special place to work and make it the sort of place that'll last the next 10 years plus and the sort of place that we can attract the best people and really develop them and enjoy great. being every day yeah um, it's a really cool place to be Quartemal. so any unusual or unique um, you may get us very unique so any unique features to um, this to this office that you can tell us now or so I'm sure it won't be your run of the mill offices knowing you mega well, one thing the two things I want were on my wish list one thing was a tree I wanted a tree a in the tree? office so we, uh-huh. we've got a is tree. this a bonsai or some kind of um, a, bit, a tree 20 foot tree a 20 like foot a mini tree. bonsai a tree, tree or a huge right okay the bigger the better and <laughs> A basketball net. Um, no way. Neil and I, way back, that was what we used to do when we were kids in the street. We used to play right. basketball together. So I want a basketball net. Um, and there's been also, there's a bar in there too oh. for the team. Um, so. Let's hope our empty's listening right to <laughs> yeah, a yeah. bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're more than welcome to come join us. Thank you very much. Well, it's been a pleasure. So thank you again. Thank you. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.